my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Today, I'm really excited. We've got a special guest, Dmitry Kustov, joining me here. Dmitry, how are you? I am doing very well. Today, it's a beautiful day in New Hampshire. It's the first kind of a true spring summer day. We are in 80s today. So very nice. Excellent. Great. Thanks so much for joining me today. I wanted to have Dimitri on the call on the podcast today because he has a he runs a company with a fully remote workforce and a lot of the employees are digital nomads. So we thought it would make sense to talk about what that's like. We want to talk about what it's like having digital nomad employees, what it's like for their lives to work for a company that's fully remote. And also from a company perspective, what it's like for you, Dimitri, to run a company full of people that are all over the world, that are like moving around, some people working abroad, some people working and traveling, bad Wi-Fi connections, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're just we're just going to get into it. But you know, before we get into your employees, let me just hand it over to you, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself for the audience, so who you are, where you're from, all that stuff. Yeah, of course. Well, my name is Dimitri Kustov. I am the founder and currently in, in the role of Internet Marketing Director at Regex SEO. We do basically anything internet marketing. Our goal is to make sure that a business can get from zero to a hero in the online world. That's what we do. So anything related to that. Awesome. And we've got the same background, actually. I was, I've worked for Brafton, this content marketing company. Um, we did content marketing and SEO. And basically, I built my whole career on SEO. And I've since left and started my, my own organization doing SEO related digital marketing related stuff. I love it. It's such a great field to be in. And it's so good for traveling, too. Like everything that we do, I see that. I'm looking at Dimitri right now, and he's working from a basement right now. You can work anywhere. You could you yep. could have been on the moon in a in a tent, and I would have had no idea. But you're able to do it as as a remote worker. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the benefit of doing digital marketing. Well, I mean, I mean, really, you know what? Nowadays, I would say that most of business, unless you are in the brick and mortar stores where you know selling physical products. But even that, nowadays, you can do mostly online with shipping and e-commerce and whatever else. Totally. So yeah, uh, unless maybe you're like in some kind of physical in-person in, in, in service, huh. I don't know, you know, a hairdresser type of stuff, then I do believe that a lot of businesses could go at least partially remote huh. and online. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a game changer and it has been at least for Tell us. me how it's been for you guys. Expand on that. Yeah, yeah. So it all started as for most of us during COVID, when we were forced to be in, you know, at our homes, working from homes, not at the office. Before that, 
we were we had an actual office in Houston. Pretty much everybody was in Houston. And during COVID, we decided, well, not decided, we were forced to work from homes. And when any restrictions were being lifted, we kind of were left with a choice. Do we go back to the office or we do kind of like a hybrid system where people can go to the office, but then also work remote if they'd like to. And kind of day after day, what we realized is there are way more benefits of being remote, at least for us, not, you know, everybody's different for every company. It might be different, but in our case, just even from the perks and costs perspective, like one of the things I noticed during the COVID shutdowns, my bills for like, for example, car, car stuff, like, like, you know, the, the gas and wear and tear. And I switched to, and I, I told everybody in the companies, like guys, just switch to paper mile insurance, car insurance. So typically I would be paying, you know, 150 bucks per yeah. car. And, you know, in the family, we have multiple cars. And then for car insurance, it was like hundred bucks for four oh, cars wow. in the month because we weren't driving how anywhere. They, right. So how does the insurance just, company know how many yeah, miles you're driving though? They send you this little device that you plug in into your OBD, OBD2 port. Yeah, yeah. I never heard of that. Cool. So, yeah. So, and then again, just, you know, from wear and tear and one of the things, and that's, I guess, where it all kind of like they, 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 they drove the mail into the coffin of being in office is our company vision or mission, whichever, whatever you want to call it, is we believe that the only unrenewable resource is time. And our company vision is to create a world where every working professional wants to, well, not wants to, where every working professional has enough time to do what is most important to them. And, you know, in Houston, I don't know if anybody ever lived in Houston because it's so wide and it was taking me at least 45 minutes one way to get from my house to the, to the office. And that's not during Yeah, for those of people that don't know Houston, it's huge. I mean, I remember driving, I was there visiting a client one time and I would drive for an hour and the guy I was with was like, we're still in Houston. I was like, there's no freaking way we're yeah. still in Houston. We've been, we've been driving <laughs> halfway across the state. Yeah, it's enormous. Yeah, yeah. It takes during rush hour, it takes four hours to get from north to south oh, hell no. Houston. Oh. In rush hour. Right. So so because our company vision and kind of mission is to, in a sense, give as much time to our folks and there there's a whole different thing that like I, I can talk about how all of that affects even the clients and everybody we work with and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, for me, the decision was very simple. Look, I can force everybody who works with us to spend two hours a day in traffic, more or less wasting their time, or I can give it back to them, help them, that, help them save money by, you know, from insurance, whatever else, and allow them to work from anywhere. So. After all of that, we made the decision that we're not going to rent the office anymore because that's another thing. We were paying like 3,500 bucks a month for the wow. office. 
And you know, for small business at the time, we were about maybe half a million dollars a year, pretty fairly small in revenue. It's like 3,500 bucks makes a lot of difference. So, and then that's just rent, not utilities, not, you know, internet, whatever else. So instead we said, okay, we are going to work fully remote. And it just evolved over that into way more than that. So now we not just allow people to work remotely. We actually encourage people to work remote, not, not, not work remotely, but encourage them to travel and we have company perks like most of our company perks are actually time perks like instead of you know you get bonus at the end of the year or, i mean we still have bonuses and stuff like that but our perks are you get two what we call recharge days per month just don't show up huh. go to awesome. the beach or like we have for example it's like a holiday vacation where our entire company is off for the last week of the year and first week huh. of the year. Like says, it, the best time you can have is time with family. And if, you know, during New Year, Christmas, everybody's most, mostly off anyway. It's like, you know what, instead of kind of being in an office kind of with half of the mind outside anyway, it's like, you know what, huh. just the entire company is off. Everybody, every client knows about it, knows that huh. about us. And uh, people come back recharged. And they are motivated, they are inspired. So yeah, just giving the only truly unrenewable resource, which is time back to people. So yeah, it was just, it, it made so much sense. So yeah. How does that impact their performance? Letting them work when they want, where they want. It's, well, you would need to talk to them directly behind, you know, not in front so of them. you get a I chance guess. to interact but with them the, at all yeah. and, and see how they're, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course we have, because everybody's remote, it doesn't mean that we never see each other, never talk uh-huh. to each other. So like, for example, we have a company, like an actual entire company get together, annual get together, where we fly in everybody from all over the world to one spot and we spend like a week together in person to learn about each other and to greet each other, meet each other and all of that stuff. People meet in groups where local groups, if they're close to, to each other before conferences and stuff like that. And then of course, during the day, it's all, you know, Zooms wow. and Google meets and whatever else where we see face to, we see our own face, we see each other faces pretty much most of the day in some sort of way, either on client calls or internal calls or whatever those Uh calls are. And uh, so to kind of actually answer your question about how that affected our performance, most of our folks say that it helps them a lot. And to give you just a very simple example, one of our girls who works for us with us, she has a very young kid. So Obviously kid goes to bed early, so she's much more available after her like 8 PM type of stuff. So she decided like, you know what guys, if it works for you, if it works for our clients, I'm going to work from 8 PM to 1 AM. And then in the middle of the day, she has like a nanny or some kind of, what it's called, like childcare type of stuff for three hours. So she breaks, broke it up like six hours at night and then, or five hours at night and then three hours during the middle of the day. Works for her. 
she gets to spend time with her kid instead of taking time away from the kid because that's almost like a what you call it a stereotypical wow. story where you know all of the busy professionals have kids and then never see them because they're the, the, the time you leave kid is still asleep the time you come back this the kid is already asleep wow. type of stuff so yeah that from that perspective it just again inspires and encourages them to to choose their own time that is best for them for oh. their families and of course we make sure that it doesn't affect client you know if like there's a meeting with a client then yeah you need oh. to show up but other otherwise do whatever you want as long as the work <laughs> gets done yeah that's what i used to say to my employees like yeah. i don't i don't care some people have productive times of the day some people are night people night owls and right. all of a sudden the brains activate yeah. for me it's like peak in the yeah. morning and then it's just diminishing returns and I start just mumbling my words by the end of the night. So I, I, I do good in the morning <laughs> right, right, and right. forcing me to work at late at night is just terrible for me. Like for my productivity cycle, it's just absolutely terrible. So I'm just, it always makes sense to me to let people work in the way that makes the most sense for them. Yeah, but absolutely. Do you see this type of work, letting people have the freedom to do that, translate into better work for your clients? Yes, absolutely. How do you so from right? So few things. First, the the comfort of the choice. So again, like if in an example that I mentioned, if she had if this girl has a kid, instead of kind of going against her what she wants to do, it's like, hey, I want to spend time with the kid, and in, in a normal environment, she would be forced to work eight to five uh -huh. and kind of most of the time not see the kids so she is more willing to do more stuff better work to to stay with us to perform better so there's a bit of motivation happening but then on top of that is like so for example another another girl that is part of our company she always wanted to and kind of it's one of her smaller dreams i guess to actually move, she's, she lives in the US now, uh, but to move to South America. Rough. And she has a couple places that she loved. She vacationed there multiple times. And because she was working locally in, in like offices, she couldn't do it. Now she has that ability. So if, together with her, whenever we were talking about her starting to work with us, that was a goal. It's like, okay, within two years, I want to move to Peru, I think, or uh -huh. I forgot where, somewhere in South America. Like, it's not just okay, it's encouraged. Uh -huh. It's like, you know what? Go live there. And you can live very well. You can, for, for American salaries, you can, you can spend time where you want to be instead of where you're forced uh -huh. to be. And, uh, you know, just... It comes back to that when you're very comfortable at a workplace, when instead of being forced to do things, you not just love your job, but you love when and how and where you uh -huh. do it. You just do more. Uh -huh. Like uh, it's very typical for us to see people working. Like sometimes I see messages at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., when somebody is, it's like, you know, I just, couldn't sleep or you know during the day they took a nap or whatever 
and they're, they're just working whenever they can, whenever they feel the most productive. So that's another thing, productivity and efficiency. You said that you are best in the morning. I myself am <laughs> night owl. Like you wake me up at seven in the morning, uh, I can't put two <laughs> words together. All right. So, so yeah, there is a uh, productivity and efficiency. I can, I can do in two hours at night, I can do way more than in the same two hours in the morning, basically. Uh, a question, I've, I've got two questions, actually. I'm just going to ask the first yeah. one and make a note of the second one. You'd mentioned that you've got a few people that <laughs> travel fairly regularly, like a digital nomad yeah. or like a quasi-digital nomad. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, do you get to interact with them? Have you talked to them about their lifestyle at all? Yeah, okay. Yes, what if, yes well, of course. Yeah, yeah, I interact with everybody oh, in the business. I know. You know, our company is still very small. Like we are about 30 people now. And I talk to everybody face to face multiple times a week. It's not a big corporation. Well, type of stuff. I've worked at smaller companies uh, and I never even spoke with the owner of the company. So you, you say this like it's a very common thing, but it's not necessarily, you know, it's pretty good to have face to face with the CEO and the founder. We're going to take a quick pause right there to tell you about our remote travel jobs daily. Are you currently looking for a job that's going to allow you to become a digital nomad and work and travel around the world? We've got exactly what you're looking for. Every week, as part of our free plan, we handpick two jobs that are perfect for becoming a digital nomad that allow you to work and travel around the world while you're doing it. That's two jobs per week for free. We also have a premium plan, which we send out two handpicked jobs that are also perfect for becoming a digital nomad every single day, Monday through Friday. So that's 40 handpicked jobs by us that are ideal for becoming a digital nomad. So make sure you take a look at these two plans. It is beachcommute.com slash travel jobs. That's beachcommute.com backslash travel jobs. All the details will be there. Yeah, I guess maybe it's my personality or something. I don't know. Like, you know, I I work in the business. Mm-hmm. I'm not just the person who signs checks type of stuff. You do all the strategy and then everything else comes from there. Yes, we have multiple people and a couple of them were actually forced to do so, to become a digital nomad because of the whole Russia oh, Ukraine okay. thing. They, a couple of them lived in Russia. A couple of them lived in Ukraine. A couple of them lived in countries that very close to a whole that conflict area. So to be safer for themselves, for the families, they just left the countries, those areas, right? So like a very specific example, one of the guys that he's our PVC specialist, at first he moved to, so when the whole thing, Russia, Ukraine started happening, he moved to Kazakhstan, so, which is, you know, bordering southern, on the south, like bordering country to Russia. So he had some connections there. So he moved there for, I think, like three months, six months. And Kazakhstan is just very, very kind of cheap country. So not as much you can do unless you're in very, like the, 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 their main capital city. So, he, he, you know, they, they moved there with his wife. They're pretty young still and they don't have any kids. So, you know, when they travel, they just kind of have a backpack type of stuff and just go. They don't have to, you know, pack up the entire house. They don't, they don't own a home type of things. So yeah, he lived in Kazakhstan for three or four or six months and then didn't like it enough 
And after that, he decided to start traveling. And it's all fine with, fine with us as long as get the work gets done. So he moved to Thailand for, I think, 90 days. So basically three months. Then after that, he went to Bali for another three months. After that, he went to, I forgot, it's like part of Indonesia, I think, somewhere. It's one of those hmm. small, small islands where where they shot a lot of Pirates of Caribbean, oh, cool. I think. Like, so you kind of, can like, I, I watched, he sends the <laughs> photos and videos and stuff in the chat, you know, and it's, it's, it's not just, it's not like, oh man, I wish I can do that, but it's almost inspiring. Totally. It's like, I should mm-hmm. do this. And if I can for everybody in yeah. our company. So yeah. And then right now he moved back to a part of Thailand. He plans in a couple of months to go to Mexico. Uh-huh. I forgot what part of Mexico, I think. Cancun area, but yeah, uh-huh. you just go, dude. Like I'm all for that. If it makes that's what makes you happy, and we help also as a company, we help with all of the traveling as well financially, yep. because like so, kind of, and the deal is like this: we can pay for your travels, at least partially, but we pay you salary that is very good for a local uh-huh. environment right so like i, I think you uh-huh. get the idea because this way we can within the same budgets we can afford and assist with travel for people instead of them paying out of pocket all the savings whatever else by but still while whatever they live they live uh-huh. very well because in in compared to we pay them in dollars of course but compared to that local like our average salary is three to four times national average wherever uh, people live. Uh-huh. Right. So locally they live like kings yeah. in a sense. So yeah, that it just also helps a lot. And uh and just another perk. Another perk with mm-hmm. the company whenever people apply. A, a lot of the our audience are aspiring digital nomads, so they they want to get into right. either the lifestyle of the person that you just described who's full-time on the road bouncing from one place to another or kind of a half and half is somewhat what I do. I've got a a home base and I'll come to a couple months a year and then travel. But either way, they they do want to travel and they want to see the world while they're working, just like this person does. (laughs) Um, And what you're saying is that, you know, it works. It works for this person. And as a business owner, you see that it works for your company as well. Right. Do you see, yeah. do you interact with other founders of companies, other CEOs that are starting to lean in this direction and become more accepting of this type of lifestyle? I have not had a lot of experiences or a lot of interactions with with company founders or CEOs that embrace the digital nomadness. Nomadness. <laughs> It's a new word now. Um, yeah. Instead, what is very common now is hybrid. Uh, hybrid, oh, where where they are, the employees are asked to be in the office you know, one, two days a week or three days, whatever the, the number of days, days a week. And then they can work remotely from anywhere. And also I have quite a few friends who have been laid off during this recent tech, you know, tech, tech layoffs. And whenever they were applying for new 
positions, new jobs, they basically were demanding, not, or not even demanding, it's if, if a position, if a company did not offer at least hybrid, they wouldn't even go there. Because again, just it's it's the happiness thing. If 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 you as a person is happy, if you're happy as a person, you all of that will will translate into being happier at work, being happier in your personal life, and that just increases the quality of life. Versus if you're miserable at work, that will spill into your personal life and uh -huh. so on and so on and so on. So yeah, I just, and then again, just even into quality of work, for example, you know, you, earlier you asked me about how does that affect quality of work? If you're happy, you're going to do better. And that's, that's uh, not even, it's an, it's a, it's axiom, axiomatic, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, just, it's very inspiring even for myself to see people that they can travel and can do things. So hopefully in the close future, I can do that myself more than what I do now. Mm. You have done some traveling before, though. We we talked earlier, and you said you've spent a little bit longer periods of time, places not quite the digital nomad, yeah, per se. But you've done a little bit of traveling. Where where have you gone? Yeah, so there are a couple different things that I do now. Well, right now I have a baby on the way, like oh, about congrats. about about to be here. Okay. So I can't I can't really go anywhere. You know, even yeah. my wife by myself, by, by herself. But up to up to very recently, so. With within the company, what we do, we call we call it a hub hopping. And what uh -huh. that is, is we have people who live in close proximity to each other. So, for example, I'm in New Hampshire. We have a person living in, in she lives in Pennsylvania. Another person lives in Connecticut. So it's all of us, like three of us, are within I don't know, like a couple of hours of driving. So once in a while usually about once in every two months, we all go to one place and usually it's either just depending on how far people are. Basically what we do typically is we do one full work day. Usually it's Friday. And then uh -huh. for Saturday, we go and do something together as part of a company. And you know, it's like basically it's little hubs all over the world. And so we have quite a few people working in South America. So in January, we did the entire Mexico get together. Oh, we did, uh, you know, so everybody flew in from different parts of Mexico. Uh, one of the things we're planning on now is we have people working in Turkey. So uh, what that's a, one of our goals for either end of 2023 or you know, maybe beginning of 2024 to do that annual get together in Turkey. Hopefully that's going to work out. We'll see budget dependent. But so basically what I do, it's usually myself. I mean, everybody's encouraged to do hub hopping with whatever they want to do. So for example, like this, uh, the PPC guy that works for us that who's like truly digital nomad, oh. the re one of the reasons he, one of his next destinations is Mexico is because Cancun we have multiple people that are in that area. Uh -huh. So he basically is going to join that hub for three months or whatever long he decides, you know, because people can, who, who live in that area, they can help with, with finding a place to rent, maybe, you know, some kind of car to rent, whatever it is. Right. So uh, quite a few of our people, they, they travel to these hubs. 
So our content, senior content strategist, she has recently traveled to uh, somewhere in South America, either Mexico or not Ecuador, man, blanking. There's anyway, there's another country that I'm for some reason I'm blanking. We have a mm. few people living in. So she went there and then again, people just flew in and, you know, got together and spend a few days working together, getting to know each other, having some fun. So yeah, so that's the hub hopping part, which is like one, two or three days at a time. Um, and then for myself, uh, I, I used to, before the whole baby thing came, uh, came along, I would go for about a month. I would oh, just okay. me and my wife just flying for about a month and live in that area where we have people and we would spend time with them. And there you go. So like uh, one of the last trips was in Russia before this uh, whole Ukraine thing. Uh-huh. Before that, we went to Mexico. Was it Mexico? Yeah, Mexico. Uh, uh. We, we spent there and so on and so on. So my hope is that you know, in a couple of years when baby is old enough, as long as the money financially we are okay, nothing's stopping us from going wherever we want in the world, like even for the personal entertainment. Like I always wanted to go to Switzerland for some reason. I don't know why. Oof. I've never been there, right? So, like, so expensive. Well, so sure. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, like, hey, I want to go there anyway, and I mm-hmm. probably at some point will. So why not to, instead of making it a kind of like a just vacation vacation, mix business with pleasure, you know, go there and instead of going there for three days, mm-hmm. maybe go there for a couple of weeks or a month uh-huh. and then wherever, whatever other destination that at some point we want to go anyway, uh-huh. why not again, mix business with pleasure and kind of buy, because it's business and pleasure, it means that you still work. You can, you're obviously making money, you know, salary, get salary and stuff like that. So you can stay there longer. And Uh that's what we preach to everybody in the company. You can, instead of taking vacations for a week and going somewhere, you can go there and live there for a month because you still work and you can have fun on weekends. You can have fun, you know, in the evenings or in the mornings, whatever your schedule is. So it just, it makes sense from that perspective to me. That's exactly what we've been preaching for the last couple of years. We've been running this podcast. That's, that's exactly what the lifestyle is meant to be. It's it's right. to be traveling, but still working at the same time and enjoying right. your afternoons, exploring a new country, meeting right. new people, getting getting in the culture, going on adventures on the weekend, and you know, yeah. so you don't have to use that two weeks a year or whatever most people get for their vacation to go on a once in a lifetime type of thing. That's like Exactly. That's yeah. really cool that you that you allow that. I'm I'm really glad that you brought up the fact that you're having a baby and you're looking <laughs> forward to travel. You'd be surprised a, a lot of our audience is interested in this. They have some of them have children and they want to know if it's possible to do this type of lifestyle. So I know you haven't obviously you haven't yeah. done it yet. Yeah. But do you have any initial thoughts on how this is going to work well for you? I have kind of dreams and hopes. Tell me. Tell me about obviously, it. Obviously, when I was the baby, is very, very little. When you when they're just like newborns and you can't reason with them, you can't explain them, you know, what's up, uh-huh. then obviously it would be very difficult to travel and live in another country. 
But after they're toddlers, you know, maybe what, three years old or so, mm. uh, and especially before kind of a typical age for the school, like where, where people, where, where kids start going to school. But they, even with that, so yeah, I would say like in theory, at least let's say from about three years old to six years old, huh. yeah, for US at least, you, I would say you, you should be able to travel fairly easy easily okay. now after that we'll see but in the modern world the whole remote schooling thing is very much a thing so okay. i i very much support that idea it's kind of like digital nomad but for school for kids like that's very normal nowadays uh-huh. and then even more so i have been kind of poking around and looking at there are Apparently, I don't know all the details, but apparently there are things, there are basically schools for digital nomad kids. I've heard a couple of, about a couple of those, a oh. couple of countries. Apparently in South America, that's a big thing because there's a lot of US people there. So, you know, it's kind of like internet, it's basically like international school. Uh-huh. And it's um, all online. No, no, no. It's it's physical. So, like, let's say oh. you want to live in Mexico City, uh-huh. kind of for three months. Yeah. Instead of kids keeping school or going fully online, they still go to school, but locally, which is like international school, uh-huh. um, which is appropriate for for the age. And it's oh, all taught in English and so on, right? So, so yeah. And just uh-huh. again, we'll see how it all works out. And uh, and I I do hope at least that that this online education, remote education is more and more of a thing because that kind of looks like where half of the world is going already gone so far. Yeah. and Especially uh, since the the pandemic, everyone's just putting a foot on the gas pedal with everything, remote work, all the companies, like, like you saw the benefits of eliminating a lease that's just kind of worth uh, kind of worthless and people wanting this time that you're giving your employees it's everything just seems to point in that direction this makes perfect sense why not yeah. have these things available that's that sounds like an awesome solution i had no idea this is so helpful because a lot of our audience like i said do ask this i have no idea i don't have kids none of us three founders there's three of us that founded beach community we right. we had no idea we have no kids so this is this is pretty cool to get that information yeah. Yeah. And some of our, some of our employees that have kind of already not adult kids, but grown up kids, we have anywhere from like four years old to, you know, like 16 year olds, kids in, 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 in families for employees. Uh-huh. And some of them, they had this kind of a, not a dream necessarily, but a, maybe a minor goal to go and live in a certain country. Well, they can now, and quite a few people are trying to arrange things to move to a country that, where they want to be with the whole family, and typically they choose the country that's cheaper than U.S., so okay. they they get all of the benefits by uh-huh. of living better, and then all of the vacation type of stuff, a new country, and, and you know, it kind of depends on for how long they want to go there. Uh, so the cove, the, 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 boy, what's the word? And my business partner, right? He's the, uh, 
half owner. Uh-huh. Like one of his plans is to go with the entire family for summer break. Like he lives in the US. Uh-huh. Obviously kids go to school, but when the kids are out of school, why not go somewhere where it's cheaper to live for three months? Makes a little sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we do typically when we travel play. Well, the second you leave the United States, everything becomes cheaper unless right. you go to Switzerland <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. certain certain parts of Western Europe can get a little bit pricey too. But typically right. those digital nomad, those hubs that people go to, like Bali, yeah. Yeah. Medellin or Mexico City or you know Argentina, typically mm-hmm. you're got a much lower cost living. And that's the whole point. You still yes. can collect money in your local currency, whether you're in Canada, US, or yeah. you know, Western Europe, and you live somewhere with a lot more affordable rates, both living and uh, just like eating out pretty right. much everything. Yeah, so you can yeah. kind of get a raise, basically. An yeah, upgrade yeah it's crazy. I, you know, yeah. I, I traveled enough to outside of US where just even, or even for company get-togethers. Like, uh, we can fly out the entire company to a country like Mexico or Turkey for a week and, you know, spend less than it would be for for us to go a to like day. a conference here in the US. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, we, we just did this. We just did this. There's a uh-huh. conference that we tried to go to. It's in the US. Uh-huh. We tried to go with as many people as we want from the company. Yeah. And it cost us more for four people three days. Four people three days, it cost us more than it was 12 people in Mexico for almost a week. Yep. Like eight, eight days. That does just not surprise me at all. Yeah, that yeah. does not surprise me at all. Yeah, there's so many benefits yeah. to doing this. Yeah. I, I had another question for yeah. you. I want to take as much advantage of you as I can because I'm not a business owner with employees and neither are either of the other founders. Um, so I want to get some practical stuff that we yeah. get out of the way. One of them is tax implications. So people worry, like they're, say they're US-based, Canada-based or something like that, and they want to travel around. They're wondering, how's that going to impact their taxes? Does the company need to know about it? Do they need to do anything special? Like if you got somebody say in Houston still, and they say, hey, I'm going to go out for nine months to Bali, to to wherever. Is there anything that you need to know from a tax perspective that's going to change their life that that might prevent them from doing that? I don't have much information there. So what we do is, obviously if people, if the person is U.S. citizen and and Uh they are, you know, in the U.S., then they're like a full normal employee or whatever you want to call it, like a W2 employee. Uh-huh. And, you know, they get paid into a U.S. bank account and all that stuff and pay taxes and, and all that. And then if they want to travel, it basically becomes like they're traveling, you know, just some type of stuff, long location. Uh-huh. For, for, but for folks that actually are citizens of different other countries, we, they're not employees of our business. They're uh-huh. basically like contractors. And then we find whatever ways of paying them, like, you know, 
from things like PayPal to cryptocurrency to, you know, like all of those payment platforms. Whatever works. Tons of them. Yeah, whatever works. No. And there are, of course, before we hire anybody, there's a discussion about the tax implications that usually the the person who is from another country, they know more about that because typically if they are applying for an international company, they already have some kind of experience with that a little bit. Maybe they were contracting, maybe they were freelancing, and they already know more about all of the tax stuff. And, oh. you know, we don't take responsibility as a company. They're, they basically are contractors for us. Yeah, But it? they're still full-time working with us. Like, we are their only client, in a sense. That makes sense. Okay. Last question I've got for you. Are you hiring right now? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. If anybody is s- listening. <laughs> yes, where do yeah. we send people? Boy, that's a very good question. Uh, it should be regexseo.com slash apply. You know what? I'll just create a link. <laughs> regexseo.com slash apply. It'll take you to our portal for applications. Perfect. Um, yeah. All right. So everybody go yeah. to regxseo.com backslash apply and check out what job listings there are. Yeah. It sounds like an awesome place to work. This is like super forward-thinking, progressive type of work environment. This is exactly what our audience is looking for. Dimitri, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a really cool conversation. I learned quite a bit that I didn't expect to learn today, and it actually answered some of our audience's questions that I was not able to answer. I wasn't able to find anybody to answer, so it's really cool. Thank you so much. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could give you some golden nuggets of <laughs> good food for thought. You certainly did. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you again next week. Yeah.